This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. Today we are doing the Uddhav Gita and uh, this is a new chapter. Yesterday we ended the Uddhav. is being said in the Uddhav Gita right now. You have to consider it from the perspective of how these caste systems came into the picture. What is the... Actually nothing has changed but... Today, caste is no word, you know. You are not supposed to say this word at all. It is what you would want to speak. But since it is there in these scriptures, I definitely... So, we are doing a new chapter, chapter 12 from the Uddhava. Uddhava said, Thou hast already spoken of religion which makes motion to thee and is meant for all human beings with or without the observances of caste. And tell me, O lotus-eyed one, how by practicing that religion for himself a man may attain to devotion to thee of the citizens of this world. You will find that religion divides the entire countries and it's a taboo subject because those who are atheist, agnostic, they believe that religion is the same thing like a knife or a sword. It can Religion has to be used for the purpose of going on the path of devotion. Religion should not be used for the purpose of getting us towards our dear Lord in the form of devotion to Him. So Uddhava is talking to Krishna and he is saying that you have already, we have discussed this, you had already told me. There are castes and orders in life. There are different castes and orders in life will be definitely a leader, a person who leads others and there will be followers. So this kind of distinction has to be there for planetary system, that's the entire planets. Now everybody can't be the sun, isn't it? In the sun be the teacher. There is one teacher, there are other students, correct? A teacher is useless if there are no students and students are useless if they don't have anybody to teach, you know, no, no teacher. So this is how you got to see it, society happened. So he says, by practicing that religion, how is it that it is possible to a couple of more questions? So let us see. Verse 3 and 4 says, from chapter 12, supreme and blissful religion which thou, O mighty arm Lord, O Madhava, didst one expound. So it is said to Brahma in thy swan form, how, O queller of foes, almost cease to be in the mortal world, owing to the great passage of time, even though it was once inculcated. The religion which was taught in the beginning of time, you will find that Religion today has divided everybody. Just a few days ago, in a very controversial place called Ayodhya, to 
you know, creating that particular temple for the Hindus. Now, they started digging over there. And when they started digging over there, they found a lot of slabs and old artifacts over there. These were dating quite, you know, to the Hindu religion. Immediately, the Buddhists came into the picture and they said, no, this belongs to us. So, this is the problem with the world. Everybody thinks that... Now, how does a person do this kind of a distinction? I was giving an example that in the Middle East, in the Middle East, there is a... in the same place. (laughs) So, whose land is it? Who is the rulers? What exactly has happened? Nobody can say. So, today there is world. So, can you say that originally it belonged to Jews the Christians? You can't say those words also because it is the land. It is God-given. Distinctions. One of my disciples asked me this question. Why is it so? You can just think about it yourself. I said, let us say, you are from a distant planetary system. And when you are seeing the earth from far, maybe at the edge of our solar system, you are watching the earth. It looks like a small And there are other dots around. That means there is Mercury, right? there is Venus, Mars, Jupiter. So many other planets are there. There is an asteroid belt. You will just say it is just a small dot. And then you come closer. You are going in your spacecraft and you are coming closer. You have crossed the asteroid belt and you will see that particular dot has become bigger. It looks like a blue dot. And let us say there is a person who has come from there. How will you describe that person? Particular person and say, he is an earthling. Alright? So, He is an earthling. Now, he comes still closer through his telescope. This planet, Earth. On the Earth, there is water and there is land. So, he will say, Oh, you must be a creature from the land. So, you are a land-based creature. Because you are walking. You are talking. So the sea breeze creatures, you know, that is the water-based creatures might be swimming in it, not be able to breathe. Let us assume that Spock has enough knowledge, okay? <laughs> so then he comes still closer. And this is Asia. You know, the land which is there, he says this is Asia. This is Australia. That is Africa. Very good. So, everything in this, so any person from that particular place, a human being from that place will be called. Similarly, if you go to the Americas, he is an American from North or South America, don't don't bother about it. By the way, the term America came into the picture in a 
the first explorer was different for the americas the one who charted it out his name was amerigo vespucci so his name was given to this continent americas now when we say america everybody thinks it is united states of america it is north and south amerigo vespucci discovered americas so let us say oh he is an american he may be from chile also doesn't matter he may be from argentina also so somebody from this side is called an asian somebody from that side is called an american and then mr spock is bringing his aircraft still closer so as he comes still closer he will say oh this is north america this is south america and on this asian front also there are different people so he will ask this earthling earthling what is this so he says that is canada that is america the united states and there is mexico and on this side there is a russia there is a china there is india and all that oh that means there are differences here hmm. so then what happens so there is no there is no asian over there there is a russian there is a chinese there is an indian and then you will find that in united states there are different states likewise in canada likewise in india and russia and so he will ask oh the people from this place are called by sir of course that the east coast and the west coast okay very good <laughs> and in india if he looks at india oh he is from maharashtra he is from calcutta or no west bengal he is from kashmir tamil nadu in the south oh that means there are field, still descriptions over there you know distinctions are there oh this is a state of maharashtra very good and this is very good so what is the person who is staying over there called he will say he is a mumbaiker he is from bombay mumbai and this person is from bangalorean you know bangalore what is that and then in bangalore or in mumbai i am from the north he is a south indian so did you see the problem that happens when a human being goes outwards forgetting the god within he makes this by color caste whatever you name it places in mahar they will say i am from mumbai other person other fellow will say i am from pune my marathi is greater than your marathi you talk all nonsensical marathi he will tell the mumbaiker like that the mysorean will say to the bangalorean he says oh you don't understand kannada at all did you get this and the in united states itself he is black he is white he is from mexico my ancestors are from um, you know spain and germany and this and that what nonsense is this can you understand these distinctions come about because human beings try to go 
two outwards. They want to make this difference. So I hope you got this answer. Krishna is telling during that particular time this thing has happened and Uddhava is actually saying this during the olden times I believe everything was one. And today there is so many differences that have happened. Earlier when you came as a swan-like form that time everything was so beautiful. There was no distinction. So today there is a great passage of time all this change has happened in the mortal world. So we move to the next verse. <clears throat> so this is chapter 12 verse 5. O Achyuta, there is no other teacher, originator or defender of religion on earth than you. No, not even the court of Brahma, where the sciences are present in visible form. So Uddhava is telling Krishna, you are the greatest teacher of all. And there is no other teacher who can be as great as you. I know Brahmaji is the one who started this. But Brahmaji's court also doesn't have anybody who can explain this whole thing. All the scriptures that are there, which have originated from the past, who would be the best teacher of all the scriptures? Think about it. Can anybody who is called a created being actually tell us what the script is? Can a human being who is today an average teacher tell everybody what this? Nobody. The only person who can give an explanation to the scriptures will be you Krishna. You are the one who originated everything came from. You are the defender of religion also. So, you, you are the greatest of the teachers. So, please explain to me. I know that Brahma has got everything embedded inside of him, including all the sciences. They come from Brahmaji. I know that. But Brahma can never be a great teacher. You are the greatest, so explain this to me. Verse 6 from chapter 12, the Uddhava Gita, O slayer of Madhu, when thou the originator, defender, expounder of it will leave the earth, religion too will die. Who, O Lord, will then explain it? So Uddhava is asking Krishna. You see, are his last words. So he is saying, Uddhava is saying to Krishna today, how will this world know exactly what they mean? What is the meaning of this? So be kind enough to give me the answer. 7. Therefore, O Lord, who knows all religion, please describe to me which of us is fit for the religion which makes for devotion to thee and, and how he is to practice it. Almost Somebody has to be actually 
given the charge of which means that person should be the knower of truth it is only if that person is the knower of truth which you are the expounder of which you are going to expose just now this world needs this religion the one which is the true understanding the true understanding is the blue dot see the true understanding is not that i am a hindu you are a christian and you are a muslim no the answer this is a distinction that is being made everybody is an earthling tomorrow if some other planet tries to harm our planet naturally we all have to get together but because we are making those differences between everybody this is your land this is my land so there are so many you come from this caste i come from this caste so he is saying uddhava is telling krishna can you a correct understanding so that there will be somebody who will carry this flag forward and give an answer today so that we can then give it to the world so verse 8 says from uddhav gita chapter 12 thus ashuka said goswami is saying these words shuka said thus asked by his own foremost servant the lord hari was pleased and described the time honored religion for the good of men i'm going to give the answer this is uddhav gita chapter 12 verse 9 message of sri krishna the lord said this question of yours o uddhava is righteous for it will promote the highest good of men who observe the duties of caste and order of life learn that religion of me it explanation he says whatever questions that you have asked are dharmic in nature are righteous in nature questions and because they will promote the highest good in mankind so that people will not have division amongst themselves i am going to give you an understanding of the subject what exactly is the subject why is it that a person has been given a specific body why that person has been given a specific position or place in that body in this entire universe and why is it that he needs to do the job which he is supposed to do everybody has been given a nature everybody has been given a body now why is that given to that person i am going to answer that to you so krishna is now starting this is chapter 12 verse 9 from uddhav gita the lord said this question of yours o uddhava is righteous for it will promote the highest good of men who observe the duties of caste and order of life learn that religion verse 10 says in the beginning in the krita or satyoga man had but one caste which is known as the 
people attain the consummation of their desires from their very birth and hence the age was called krita which means achieved so let us go back at the beginning krishna is telling uddhava he says at the beginning of time everybody was born perfect if you go into the bible also you will find that the first human being lived for thousands of years in our scriptures also it is written live for thousands of years because he was a hamsa what a swan is a creature is a bird if you give him a bowl of milk from his mouth comes a particular liquid which will curdle the milk which curdles the milk after the milk is curdled it only eats the solid and leaves the water over there you know how cheese is made isn't it you know it's the same way so you can separate the water and separate the solids the liquids and the solids can be separated so the in olden times all these people who were born were called hamsa means people who can understand the truth from the unreal they know the real from the unreal they were like beings they had knowledge understanding and perfect so in the beginning in the krita yoga or satyuga satyuga means the yuga of truth krita means achieved they have already achieved everything just this person was called the hamsa because if he thought okay just by thinking the process of thinking he could create objects in nature let us say he is sitting over here and he is thinking that i want to eat a certain or uh, that particular dish is available only in south america he sits over here and thinks about it suddenly the dish will appear so can you understand this he said that just now i want to travel can i have the best horse and he will get the horse so any tool that he wanted anything that he wanted all his desires were fulfilled how he was the perfect person over there he was a perfect being so naturally he was an accomplished one there was nothing left for him to accomplish see he had everything for himself he could achieve anything perfect beings they were called hamsas and their knowledge was absolutely perfect determination anywhere there was no caste creed religion nothing 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 they were just one so this is the beginning verse 11 from chapter 12 from the uddhav gita in that primeval age om was the veda and i was religion in the form of a bull the people of that age who were pure and given to contemplation used to reflect on me the pure one or accomplished one satyuga what was the veda just the word om 
saying the word om was sufficient all knowledge was inside that sphere called om today how many distinctions are there that perspective also long long ago there were subjects which people said oh this is a subject called maths you know mathematics this is a subject all sciences were one all mathematics was one only slowly as time went by the sciences broke there was a subject called physics chemistry and biology then still further down it was broken up theoretical physics this physics that physics so many forms of chemistry organic inorganic you name it and in mathematics so many distinctions came in the way there were geometry trigonometry calculus statistics oh my god so many distinctions similarly biology broke down then what happened subjects which we had never even thought of came into the picture and in say medical field there is still distinctions earlier i could go to a dentist before that i could go to a general physician today i can't go to a general physician i have to go to even in that there is still further specialization orthodontist and god knows all kinds of things it become too complicated today likewise in physics chemistry also too many complications new subjects which nobody had ever heard of came into existence why they are imaginary subjects but they are very very prominent today psychology who knew about psychology we thought psychology is one subject only i mean it's a part and parcel of some science god knows but no in that there were further distinctions so did you understand what is being said over here the world became more and more diversified if i say that i am a specialist in this field i say that i am a religious teacher no you are a spiritual teacher i am from this particular religion yeah you are from this religion but you are teaching this only hinduism the first question even in spirituality that is asked to me do you teach yoga meditation from what point of view do you think yoga and meditation is connected to religion i have no idea the term yoga is a misnomer yoga means union with god and today if i say i am learning yoga but i am an atheist what do you mean by you are learning yoga and yet you are an atheist you are an idiot why yoga means union with god how can you be an atheist the answer 
That is the reason why so many schools in this world say, you know, you disassociate religion from yoga. But they got to get their heads examined. How can you disassociate? Actually, the term yoga, I told you, is body exercises which all those fancy women and men do, wearing fancy clothes. I mean, think about it. In olden times, you thought that they were going to wear all those body-hugging clothes to do exercise. But that is what has happened today. That is not yoga. Okay? That is bhoga. Bhoga means enjoyment. You look at all those beautiful bodies and enjoy. Thing enters over here. No brains. It's no brain kind of a thing. You will find that all the stupid people in this world, they will do all kinds of bending backward, forward, this. They, you know, I don't know what all stuff that they do. And it has nothing to do with union with God. Where is God in that? I can only see a devil sitting in front of me or doing all kinds of body exercise. But that is the truth. It is enticement. So is Krishna saying over here something very strange? He says, you see, all this Actually, there was no religion at that time. The religion was Om. It is happening because nobody knew the language. Who told you nobody knew the language? They could read each other's mind telepathically. Speak at that time. They didn't require cell phones. Oh, I am going to call up my brother in America. Nothing like that. They didn't have any language. The religion by itself was called Om. You just say Om. Maybe just hum it. So there was no word as such. And then he says, the religion was in the form of a bull. It's an example. Please understand when he gives these kind of examples, these examples are to be understood from a particular perspective. It is a four-legged creature, the bull. So during the first yuga, this, this bull had all the four legs intact. Alright. Everybody was pure and given to contemplation. Today, you tell a person to contemplate, the person will say, God is going out. I keep on getting so many thoughts and I get so much en engrossed in this world. What are you talking? What? And think, if you are going to dwell in the past, where is your future going to be? You are going to be nowhere. You keep on dwelling, 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 dwelling in nonsensical. My father disowned me. He didn't give me property. Blah, blah, blah. Goes on for a lifetime should be avoided. Got the answer? So here, the bull was standing on four legs. The people of this age were very pure. They were not given to any kind of thinking tomorrow how the world is going to be. Never thought like that. They could just think. You see in the movies and all, you see all those in their hand. I'm sure you have seen that magic happening, no? In movies. Huh? In real life, it doesn't happen. But that was happening in the first yuga. They knew how to create objects. Went for a toss. So he says, I am the pure one in that case. Alright. 
So we move to the next verse, verse 12 from chapter 12 of the Uddhav Gita. At the beginning of the Treta Yuga, that is the second Yuga. O noble soul, the science of Vedas appeared from my heart through the agency of the prana. Out of that I became the sacrifice, which is threefold adjuncts. At the beginning of that particular Yuga, the second one, which is called the Treta Yuga. Who is famous in Treta Yuga? Shri Ram. Isn't it? Shri Ram, Sita, Lakshman. Very famous. So the second Yuga. Why did the second Yuga come into the picture? There is a very deeper story over there. A contamination happened amongst people. Those who are knowledgeable and those who are not meant for that purpose got contaminated. It is like today. If I cross, you know, a mule, a donkey with a horse. What will I get? Do you think I will get a pure breed? Think. I want you to think very carefully. I am going to get a cross breed. What is a cross breed? Say a black man is marrying a white woman. Or a white man is marrying a black woman. How are their children going to be? Genetically also they will be different. Physically also they will be different. Don't you think so? If I have two different breeds of dogs and if I breed them together, you know what's going to happen, isn't it? Exactly like that. I'm going to get a cross breed. Similarly, vegetables. Okay. The purple color cabbage. I mean, I highly green color cabbage. And suddenly I see a purple color cabbage. It is nothing but crossbreeding. One color has been put in another came into the picture called genetics. Genetically modified. So if there is a genetically modified person, please understand he is going to have a very strange features. Right? People who have oriental features. Chinese or all that. And imagine there is one European they get married. What is the their next you know, children are going to be looking like? Really, it's going to be different. So in the Treta Yuga, the second Yuga, this happened. One of the greatest sages of all times. So this particular sage, his name was Vishwamitra. And another friend of his, Jamdagani. These guys, the sages, they were captured by a, a different class of people. Now Vishwamitra, he was a fair-skinned north, coming from the north. He was called the Aryan race. Now he fell in love with the person, the, the, the king of this particular race called the Dasyus. Black, dark, ugly looking creatures. They had dark skin. They had very distorted faces, the bodies and they were very short. So he had a daughter. The Dasyu king had a daughter. And Vishwamitra fell in love with her. 
Now he is from the north, very fair and all that and here he is from the south. You think about it, what would have happened? Later on he became a sage and a saint, that's a different. Okay, now both these guys, they had one guru. His name was Agatsyamuni. Now Agatsyamuni, he was an angry sage. Angry, you understand, very angry. Why? Because of this kind of contamination, everybody. Why should a person from here fall in love with a person from there? So he was very angry guy. So it so happened that these two young boys, they were eight or nine years old. Who? Vishwamitra and Jamdagita were very young guys. Naturally, you know, when you are very young, when you see one very beautiful woman, I mean, sage kind of a woman, <laughs> she was their teacher, by the way. Sagatsyamuni. Her name was Lopamudra. The story, yeah, this is going on. <laughs> now, Lopamudra was so pretty, and these two young boys are falling in love with their teacher. Have you not heard these kind of stories before? Young boys falling in love with their old teacher. She was not too old by the twenties, early twenties. But she was a great person. Why? Because she was the one who was going to unite these north and the south. Get it? Lopamudra was a sage who wanted to unite the north and the south. The fair-skinned people with the dark-skinned people. She said everything has come from God. One God only. Why are you fighting amongst each other? So this problem. Now these two young boys, when they meet and then they propose to her, their teacher, by the way, they went and proposed to her. So she said, you don't understand. You fellows are so young. Let me think about your proposal in the future. <laughs> so the story goes that these boys, they learn a lot of martial arts and other arts from her. Then they are sent to this other sage in the south. He is not actually in the south, somewhere here only, Karnataka. <laughs> so, he was sent over there. This. Now, these guys, instead of learning from their sage, master, new master, whose name was Agatsya Muni, these guys were very naughty guys. Naughty fellows. And they started doing matchmaking. I mean, just imagine. They are thinking that, you see, we don't get to marry this beautiful woman. So let our teacher, the new teacher, Agatsya Muni, get married to her. <laughs> so I am just giving you the story for a reason. The reason is this. When Vishwamitra, who was captured by the Dasyu's clan from the south, changed his method of thinking. Remember, the first thought came from his first teacher, Lord. And this is the beginning where the caste, creed, religion went out of the window. Got it? 
and this was detested, detested, not liked by any of these sages. They said you are not supposed to understand one thing. These sages, at that time they were great sages like Vashishta Munisya, all these were great Munis. They said you can't do this kind of a thing. You can't get married to another girl from another caste, another, uh, you know, creed or whatever. But this boy was adamant. The story, it was programmed to happen like that by the dear Lord. Because the next yuga had to come into the picture. Next yuga. It has to come into the picture and then things have changed. Got the answer? And that is the reason why this whole thing had to move forward. I am giving you a story, you know, some of the old books. Don't bother so much about it. But this is the way in which the whole world was doing. When people took over some land, let us say the Mongols came in India. You know the Mongols, isn't it? Genghis Khan and all that. He captured land after land after land. He killed all the men over there. Captured all the women. The children were born to these women. What will they be called? They were half Mongols, isn't it? Half, I don't know, <laughs> and Mongols. And then there were different civilizations, you know, from different places. Alexander came, Muslims came, and then the Britishers came, and God knows. So India is like a mess. Just like America is a bigger mess. Nobody knows anything. People think great breeds. You go to Europe also, it's the same thing. There was a stupid war fought just because people thought I am an Aryan race. What Aryan race? Everybody is having different, different set of... Do the genetic study, you will come to know how this crossbreeding happened here, there, here, there, here, there. So, and that is called progress. So, here Krishna is explaining this very nicely. At the beginning of the Treta Yuga, the science of Veda appeared. That means what? The Vedas broke down further. So now that will give you an understanding. There was only one Ved before. It was called Om. Then Om became number of different different scriptures. That is a whole load of them. Now that whole load cannot be captured by a stupid mind like ours. Understand this. Human beings don't have that capacity like they had in Satyuga. Correct? Brain I think one billionth less than those fellows. So how will we break down the Vedas and the scriptures? There is no way of it broken down. I mean, how you can understand them. So the this Yuga, in the Treta Yuga, the first breakdown happened of the Vedas itself. That's what Krishna is saying. The science of Vedas appeared from my heart. Whose heart? Who is this my? The manifest divinity. He said, today the people in this world have less understanding. So I give them only specialized knowledge. 
So he broke down the Vedas into four. Right? So now from the four then we can then further break it down. So that you take only a small piece of it. You are like an ant. You can't carry the whole sugar hill. You have to carry one only small. So you can only carry this much of knowledge. So as we progressed further from Treta to Dwapara, Dwapara to Kaliuga, our knowledge became so less, understanding became so less that today if you look at a person who is doing engineering and ask him a question related to history, he will look at you blank. <gasps> what are you saying? Who Chandragupta Maurya? I don't know. Got it? Because that person has no knowledge. Now if you take one person who is used to say theoretical physics and I ask him, you know, how is, can you please explain what is marketing? No, nothing works over there. Yeah, he will say, I will see it in Wikipedia or some such, you know, maybe I will try to understand from there. But actually, that person has only specialized knowledge, this much only. Now do you understand in today's yoga why people are so specialized? Because we don't have the capacity of those people from the Satya Yuga. We don't even have capacities of the people from the Treta Yuga. So in the Treta Yuga, these Vedas broke down. They broke down into four distinctions. Through the agency of Prana. So Prana. Prana means life force. So he says, me, Krishna, what I did was, from my breath, I gave you all these four distinctions in the Vedas itself. They appeared. Out of that came sacrifice and the threefold adjuncts. What came out of the Vedas? Sacrifices. Because you don't understand, so I have to now give nation to it. So I will break it down into sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? Give some offering. Okay, then you get something out of it. Give something to get something. Transactional. So today if I have to understand a particular subject, I have to go to some college or university or something like that. I have to pay huge fees so that I can sit amongst a few people and learn the subject and then I become an expert in that subject and I become a duffer in all other subjects. Because my knowledge is now only limited to one aspect, whole thing. For which I have paid through my nose for it. Remember that. For becoming what? A specialist? So this is the problem. And how much money does a person have to pay to become a specialist? Quite a lot. Don't you think it is called sacrifice? Yes. You have to sacrifice your time, money, energy, everything. Even the little brain of yours which is not even one gram worth, you are going to sacrifice for that stupid place. And you will get some prize of one particular kind or maybe one certificate of one kind and the rest of the knowledge in the world goes out of the window. So this is what happened. So out of that I became the sacrifice. Then I became distinct as a sacrifice. You got the understanding of the word. And the threefold adjuncts. Now what is this threefold? Let us look at it. One, 
the first adjunct would be called as the written word written word today when you are listening to podcasts or you are seeing youtube videos do you know how it is done there is a written word which is called a script there is somebody who is enacting the script isn't it somebody is saying that script he'll read it and he'll say it and there is a third person who is listening to it or who is seeing it on youtube or who is seeing it in the nice picture so did you get this these are the three things which are there three adjuncts one which is in the form of a book a written word or a document or something like that specific second one is the enactor the one who is going to enact it say it do it perform it and then the third one is the one who is the seer the one who sees it one who experiences it one who is taking part by getting involved in it i'll give you the whole thing once again there is a recipe for making certain things recipe the second person is the one who is called a chef one who creates that recipe so this is written word or maybe this is knowledge knowledge gets converted by this person who is a cook or a chef or whatever and then there is a third person who is going to enjoy it isn't it this whole distinction happens so this is the way in this three fold adjuncts work so in three fold adjuncts over here can be like this there are three things involved in everything so even while doing the sacrifice there are three things in one is the one who creates prepares the sacrifice now we'll come back to the basic term sacrifice so he prepares the sacrifice second one is the one who is going to say those words and the third one is the guy who is going to do all the oblations pouring those things correct got the answer so this is how the distinctions happen so i hope you understood up to this verse next time we will do the next verse 13 onwards all right so i will take your leave and i will see you all in the coming week you take be safe bye